Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And we are back with an all new season of Freelance to Founder. Every week we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit FreelanceToFounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's episode, we have a coaching call with Ignacio, who's building a growing web design business in Guatemala. Ignacio's business is doing well, but he knows that if he wants to go from freelancer to founder, he needs to get more organized. So in today's call, we coach Ignacio through how to organize his multiple brands, how to pick the perfect project management tool, and how to get his clients to pay more. If you're ready to get your business in order so you can crush Q4 and hit the ground running in 2021, well, then you're going to love this episode. We'll get started with Ignacio right after this quick break. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. Uh, very excited to be here with Ignacio from Guatemala and, of course, Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay. Hey, how's it going? Glad to be back. Absolutely. And welcome to the show, Ignacio. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing really well. We're excited to have you uh, uh, chat with us today about your business. We've you know, been looking it over a little bit and chatting before we hit record, and it seems like you're doing some really cool stuff. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you're up to right now, what your business currently looks like? Oh, well, yeah. Um, I have a web design agency where I offer websites, especially built in WordPress, and uh, I've been using Elementor and Divi for a while, which is like some of the most... Uh, popular website builders and you can get really good results with that you know and besides that as everything is connected you need a really good hosting and um that's another service i provide i'm using flywheel right now since a couple months and it's been great it's a really good company i'm pretty happy to working with them and I think it's it's awesome to share that with my clients, you know, to give them that kind of service. And besides that, uh, I'm offering two care plans for clients' websites, which I think it's something super important that people sometimes forget or don't put too much attention, having backups, uh, do scans, um, all the maintenance that a website needs, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's that's kind of your your monthly recurring revenue is is care plans and that kind of thing. Yeah, care plans, 
websites, uh, hosting too. So that's a good cool. thing of this because you, you can have several um, revenue uh, streams, you know, and if you don't have too much design one month, you, you still have the hosting or you still have the maintenance. So that's, that keeps you um, in good shape, mostly during this uh, pandemic era, you know? Yeah, I love that. A story, it sounds like, uh, very, or a situation maybe very similar to where Clay was not long ago before he sold his agency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, selling websites to clients and then billing them on a monthly basis to, to keep that website running well and, and secure and backups and all of that sort of thing. That's basically what you were doing too, Clay, right? Yeah, this is a very, very, very familiar story. Very familiar story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's great. So we're identified with each other, right? For sure. Awesome. And so are most of your clients, Ignacio, they're local in, in Guatemala or are where are, are most of your clients located? Are they around the world? Oh, well, uh, most of are in Antigua, Guatemala, where I live. Uh, some others are in Guatemala City. And I have some clients in Canada and some in the States, too. Um, there are other clients that are not that active, but still my clients are in Sweden. So I'm trying to to go abroad, you know, and to try to get clients from other countries, too. Yeah. Do you have anyone anyone else working with you, then? Are you... A solo team or do you have a team of people um by now it's just me um i don't know if i am a freelancer or if i am a solopreneur or if i am right. one person agency i don't know how to call it but uh i work on my own sometimes i need help on some design stuff or or so i have a, a couple of people that i uh outsource you know where i try to do everything sure. myself as a as an added value to my client, you know, because so they can learn that I am the one who's going to put their hands in their in their projects, you know. How how long have you been doing this? Well, I I start doing well my first uh in um I think it was back in nineteen ninety eight. I started with front page. Microsoft front page that you guys heard about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nostalgia. And yeah, I I study ecotourism in at university and uh that was the first time I logged in the internet. It was in nineteen ninety-six. It was back then when many of the companies we now today they were they never imagined to to exist, you know, and uh, right. yeah, I started surfing the web since the very early days, and I got into web design in like ninety eight, ninety nine. So it's been like, okay. let's say twenty years. So you're right, you're right there at the tech bubble, when all that the tech bubble was happening. Yeah, yeah, I was there trying to learn, and yeah, it's a good time. That was an exciting time. Yeah, so I I, I started doing websites in front page with HTML and, you know, and uh, then I saw the rise of uh, all this Joomla, Drupal and WordPress. Um, yeah, there were a lot of this CMSs, but uh, I stick to WordPress and it's been uh, a lifetime with WordPress, you know? 
Yeah. Cool. So what's, no, what's the future vision for the company? I mean, where would you like to be? Well, um, are you where you want to be? I yeah. Mean, I well, assume that you're not. I'm in the middle of a rebranding. I, I hired this local branding company to manage my new logo and image design. They have just finished and it's looking really good. And I, okay. I think in maybe October, I, half of October or the end of October, I could launch my new website with uh, all the services I, I told you, like very well presented, you know, and, and uh, that's in a short term. And I'm also building my, my personal website, ignaciosagone.com. Um, I want to show it as a, as I'm a digital consultant. So I will be IgnatiusAgone.com, smallroomagency.com. And there will be information that will share each other, you know? So my IgnatiusAgone.com website will have uh, articles and tips and experiences, maybe case studies. So People who get to me can see that uh, I have experience and I, I can be helpful for them. And uh, if they contact me, oh, do you need a website? Okay, you can go to my agency website, which is Small Room, and you can check out all the services we have. That's a, that's like in a midterm. And uh, in long term, I am building another agency, which is going to be called Rebel Stars, Rebel Stars Agency. And I want to have a more like SEO, analytics, uh, digital marketing. So it will be like the three websites together, you know, so I can help a wider range of people. So, so why, why did you decide to separate it though? Yeah, I decided because if I have, I thought that if I had just everything in one place it will be like hey this is too much so let's do stages let's separate products and services so if somebody gets to my lens on smallroomagency.com they can see oh these guys do websites hosting in car plans great so i don't show them 35 different services you gotcha. know yeah that's why i decided okay. to do that yeah I was just making, I was just trying to get clarification there. If it were me, to be completely honest, hopefully that's why you're on this coaching call is so that we can just be, you know, frank and honest with you. Sure. I, I see the value in the distinction between your consulting and coaching or consulting, I should say, but I don't see the value in dividing the two service agencies um, okay. for, a, for a few reasons. You can pool resources as one agency in a way that you'd have to build them up twice in two different agencies. But more importantly, from a brand perspective, like if you already have customers that trust you and, uh, and appreciate the value that you bring in terms of web design, uh, and, and their backups and their care and, and all of that, then it's such an easy upsell to say, Hey, you know, your website looks great and it's healthy and it's strong and it's safe, but it's not ranking in Google at all. Well, guess what? We also do SEO and we can help you start to rank in Google for terms that will bring you more revenue. Or you can say, you know, we noticed your analytics aren't really set up right. We can do that. And so 
it's 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 a very very easy upsell as opposed to hey we noticed you need seo here's this other agency that you maybe have never heard of trust us they're good you know what i mean and so by by making it all one brand you could you could have small room design small room seo small room analytics so that you can you know break them out into different disciplines but but then your brand can build more equity and more uh more trust with your your current customers and and hopefully future customers as well. Oh, okay, it's it's interesting. I I thanks for this uh, insight. It's a uh, it makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would one thousand percent agree with Preston. Um, it's to me, it's the brand. It's the branding. Um, just what Preston said was brand equity, and. It's, it's very, I think it's very difficult to build up two different brands. Uh, you're, you're doing like almost double the work, um, yeah. trying to build that brand equity. And also it's like every, every single company needs to have different levels of services or products, right? So like you have the starting point and then you go up and as far as upgrades, right? Um, where you provide more services to solve more problems. And so websites just one level. And so just what Preston was just kind of reiterating there, it's, it's like, okay, you have a website. Um, well, the problem, it solves a problem of, of not having a website, but it creates another problem of, okay, now how do I rank it? You know? So it stays within that same brand. Like it's, it's cohesiveness. And then I, I like what Preston just said about, um, he just mentioned it, but resources, too. So I don't know what your end game is as far as like growing these companies. I don't know if you're going to build a, an entire team or, or, or something like that. Um, but I think, uh, like having different, having your resources and like human capital, um, basically your employees, if you were to get to that point, it's a, it's a lot easier to have just one team working on a, a client stuff versus having two different teams um, from two different companies working on the same client. And so like that, I, I think that can confuse the client and anytime you confuse the client, anytime there's confusion, then that means lost sales. I really appreciate it because uh, you both are uh, really helpful on guiding me to where should I go what should I do and it makes sense maybe it'll be like double my effort instead of focusing on one thing and and scale from there you know because yeah in the meantime I'm it's just me but uh yeah that'd be great to to get a team together in the coming future and yeah, it'll be easier for me to manage one company, one you know? Yeah, one team. Yeah. Uh, I think every 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 decision in your business that you make needs to be, um, it, it needs to be a decision that you would make if your business, uh, like what your business looks like two years from now or a year from now, right? You don't you don't need to be making decisions on where your business is currently at right now. You need to be making decision on where you want your business to be. And so like just thinking about like the, this kind of this branding 
um, or having these two different brands, it's like, okay, what's it going to look, what's your business going to look like two years from now or a year from now? And, and it's like, okay, now I got to do double the branding, double the marketing, um, have double the team. Cause like, honestly, from even from a accounting and legal perspective, like you still have, you have to separate those things out. And that's what something yeah. that a lot of people don't think about is when it comes to legal and, and financials is that you have to, on paper, you have to completely separate those things out just to protect yourself. And if you start okay. sharing resources and things like, like it gets so confusing on paper. And so like, I, I would, I would just stick with one brand. Like I understand uh, like keeping your personal brand separate and consulting, like that's, yeah. that's good. Um, okay. But yeah, I would keep the agency as one brand. Awesome. Yeah, I think you guys are right. And I think that this makes me rethink and um, yeah, look uh, more in detail in the direction that I need to take, you know? Yeah, I really appreciate this support. Yeah. Longtime listeners of the show, if you're new to the show, you maybe aren't familiar with it, but longtime listeners of the show know that we have a scale, a freelance to founder scale of one to 10, one being freelance, 10 being founder. And we ask everyone who comes on the show to, to rate themselves currently where they are and where they want to be in six to 12 months. You, Ignacio, put that you uh, want to be or that you're currently a five. So you're kind of between freelancer and founder, which makes sense. You're running more of a small business, um, but it is just you for now. And so I can see yeah. why you're kind of in the middle there between freelancer and founder in 12, six to 12 months, you'd like to be more of a founder. To me, that says hiring some people, um, building in some processes, uh, you know, making sure you have some foundational long-term revenue. So there's a few things that we can chat about on, you know, through this episode before we dive into all of that, I want to just take a quick break from our sponsors here. We'll have a quick short message. We'll be back to give Ignacio some of our best advice on, uh, on, going from a five to 10 on that freelance defender scale. We'll be right back. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. 
LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we're back uh, with our friend Ignacio here on Freelance to Founder. Of course, uh, my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com also on the line with us. Welcome back, you guys. And uh, I'm excited to to really dive into the meat of this conversation, which is helping Ignacio get from a five to a ten on the freelancer to founder scale. Ignacio, you said one of those one of the things maybe holding you back so far is getting organized. Can you tell us more about what that means? How can we help you get more organized? Why is that a roadblock for you? Yeah, I've been I've been trying to to find the right tool to manage my projects, and uh, I've been through Basecamp, Freecamp, Asana, Trello, and uh, right now I'm using Todoist. I don't know if you guys know about it, but it's it's been really helpful somehow. And I sometimes fall in in use uh, the native Reminders Apple app in the iPad, for example. And and sometimes I I use Todoist, I use Reminders, I use a notebook, and sometimes Basecamp. And I think <laughs> I... So it's all over the place. Yeah, and I don't know for what reason, but I feel better if I have things all over the place. But I, sometimes I, I feel I'm wasting time. Yeah. You probably and energy, are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Using these tools, and then maybe I'm becoming an expert on these tools, but you know, right, right. So, oh, um, man, I, you know, yeah. I, I totally, I totally feel you on wasting time learning a tool versus just using the tool to get more done. I, I felt that way, particularly with Asana. I felt like it was so cumbersome to use that by the time I figured it out, it was like I had wasted half a day just to like manage a few projects i've i've um so let's just be clear when you say get organized it sounds like really our conversation needs to lean toward like good project management tools i will say for you ignacio and for the listeners we have an article that i will link in the show notes of this episode to project management apps that we recommend for for people at your stage for freelancers particularly or people trying to grow a business um so we do have some good suggestions in there some of which you've mentioned um, Trello is is a pretty decent option. Um, I have been recently converted, and I think Clay is the one that told me about it. I've recently been converted to ClickUp. Yeah. Clay, are you still on that? Oh yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, ClickUp. I I've heard of it, but I I have not used it yet. Yeah, oh. I I love it particularly in in the team setting. So that may come later for you, Ignacio. But it's what you'll find is this is critical as you build a team. Uh, even a team of one other person than you, 
you know, if that person doesn't have access to all your notebooks and all your Trellos and all your Todoists and all your notifications on your iPhone, then things yeah. are going to get dropped and lost and, and you're both going to end up wasting time. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, in, in the stage that I'm right now, maybe I don't see it, but if I picture two or three persons joining a team, you're you're true. I I I will. I I don't want to be taking photos of my notebook and send them through WhatsApp. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. You're right. You know. Um, I think so. I'm super guilty of of what you're going through right now. Um, I have been there. I think every every designer or creative has been there um, in this situation. I have tried every single tool out there. I swear I have. Um, and I don't know how many free trials I've done and, uh, and, and worse. I don't know how many tools I've paid for ended up not liking it after I paid for it. Um, but so here's, here's my, my suggestion on doing this process. Cause I think everybody does it backwards is I would highly suggest to completely disregard um, any technology tool out there. And the first thing you need to do is just on paper, just write out and flow chart your process as far as how you manage, manage your projects. Um, I think you need to just like write every step from the from all the way from onboarding a client uh, to doing the work to finishing the project and even ongoing care, right? Okay. So, so write, like draw it all out and write it all out. And then I think what you need to do at that point is then go explore tools or actually let me, before I say that, uh, after you, after you flow chart it all out, write down all of the like mandatory features that you would love in a software or a, a piece of technology, right? A, a tool. Um, so that could be like, um, that could be like recurring tasks or, or things like that. Right. Or a lot of people like the, the drag and drop. Um, I forgot what, what the term is called. Um, like the Kanban board. Kanban. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, a lot of people like that. So like write those features down. Like, and when I say write them down, I mean like your absolutely mandatory things that you have to have, not optional things, but have to have. And then I would say, go choose a tool that fits these things. And you can just like, you have to do some research. Um, you've probably used enough tools to know like which ones are eliminated and which one's not, because I would be surprised or you don't be surprised if you, once you do this process, you'll think, oh, I don't know why I tried this one project management tool because I know it doesn't fit this, 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 and this. Um, yes. Because I think a lot of people get stuck on like shiny object syndrome where something yeah, like totally. it, you, you see an ad or you see somebody using this and it looks really cool and then you want to try it and then you try to force it. You try to force it to work with your business. And I think that's like where the problem that people get uh, stuck at is they try to force a piece of, tool to to use in their business but the fact is you need to flow chart your stuff out first and then choose a tool that fits your process i i the problem is, another problem is that people they they choose the tool first and then they they 
change their processes according to what yes. features that tool has. And that's like, that's completely yeah. opposite um, of how you should be doing it. And so uh, the other thing that I would, I would keep in mind is think about, again, this goes, this goes to like making decisions based off where you want your business to be and not where your business is currently at. And so Preston already mentioned this, like if you want to eventually hire employees, like does the, does the tool, can it work well with teams? And so like an example, when I first started out as a freelancer, I used a software, no, no, no disrespect for this software at all. I think it's great. Um, but I used 17 hats uh, when I first started and I, I thought it was amazing. Um, and, and I got on it when it was like a year old. And so I get, I don't know what it looks like now. I have no clue, but at the time uh, it was wonderful for freelancers. It's like this all in one tool that handled all my projects, invoicing, things like that. Um, however, I didn't take an account that I eventually wanted to hire employees. And at the time, could they could very well have changed this, but at the time they could not handle multi-user uh, access. And so the issue I oh. had with that is, is that my financials were tied to the software. And so I did not want my team to see like my financials. So like you couldn't just like share your login. And yeah. so that, that was a mistake that I made on my part is I should have looked at the features and, and see if it was like able to do multi user yeah. access. And it didn't like, if I knew that I wouldn't have chose that software. Or even, or even right now, Ignacio, you know, you say you work with contractors every once in a while. If, if your project management system can't allow you to share those tasks with other people, then you're duplicating work because you have to create a task for yourself and then you have to, you know, email someone and yep. keep track of that. And so, That's true. That, yeah, there's lots of things to consider when you're, when you're picking one. You know, another, another tip, and I, I'm just saying this because I have managed a team of 20 uh, something people before. And so I've, I've had to use, you know, a, a CRM that could handle that is I, my, this is my rule. Okay. So you can work differently and everybody, everybody has their own process. But my rule was I never used email internally with my team in relation to projects and clients. And so my number one rule, it was that everything that has to do with a client or or a project had to be communicated inside this project management tool and we so, do the same thing it's yeah, it's yeah. very powerful yeah it's super yeah. powerful because it's all in one place you don't have to like take pictures you know send it via chat yeah. or send <laughs> yes. it or, or or going back and forth on email thread and like and then thinking oh i know this client said this one thing but oh let me try to find the email thread like it's having everything in one place as far as all your notes, all your clients, projects, like that is, I, I, that is so key in my opinion. And so yeah. like think, think about that whenever you're trying to choose a, a software. Yeah, it uh, simplifies everything, you know. I'm a, I'm a minimalist. I try to declutter all the time. And uh, yeah, I think that, I need to focus and and like refine the the way to as you told me that the type down this every process that I need and maybe a notebook 
it could be the most powerful tool for me right now until the day that I can get okay this uh uh this app uh, has everything that I need so I'm going to use it because I know my process yeah but I I have never thought before like thinking about my process and then the tool I did otherwise and I think that many people do that oh Basecamp, it looks awesome. It looks great. Super powerful tool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. My project, you know, where do I of... start? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And a lot of people get stuck on price too. And so like, yes. I, like Basecamp, let me tell you, is very, very attractive, especially when it comes to price because they have a one flat monthly fee and for unlimited number of users. At least the last time I checked, that's how it was built. Um, yes. And so that's really attractive for, for example, agencies because it's super cost effective. But the fact that the, like the reality is, is that if your CRM or your project management tool is not efficient for your team, even though you're paying less money for that software, it's costing you more money in human capital and like in employee salaries, right? Um, and, and also your time, which is super valuable. So a lot of people don't think that way. And so it, it's worth to pay the extra money for a software that fits your, your process. Oh, that's great. Well, I think, I, I think that's been some fantastic advice on getting organized. Ignacio, do you feel like we've, we've maybe pointed you in the right direction on a few ideas on how to get a little more organized, how to pick the right software and that kind of thing? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I, I really, I'm enjoying this, you know, like, because, oh, it's like everything is turning clear for me. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, good. Fantastic. You are very welcome. I know we had a couple other topics we want to we want to be sure to include on this episode. We have not very much time left. So what, what we're going to do is take a quick uh, last break from our sponsors. When we get back, we're going to talk with Ignacio about raising prices for current clients. We're going to kind of rapid fire these answers off, but how to raise prices with your current clients, which I think a lot of freelancers have that those questions. Um, and then how to filter out good clients and bad clients, which is critical as you scale your business. So we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes for some rapid fire answers to wrap up this call with Ignacio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Freelance to Founder. I'm here with my friend uh, Clay Mosley. My friends, I should say, and now we've been on the call long enough, we can be friends, right, Ignacio? I'm here with Clay and Ignacio. Um, we're chatting about getting, we were chatting about getting organized. We're going to now rapid fire a couple other questions. Ignacio, could you frame them up for us? You, you said you wanted to uh, have some advice on raising prices for current clients. What's the real trouble here? Yeah, sometimes I think that clients do not really understand what is involved in designing and develop a website and barely know about hosting and they don't even imagine about curve plans. So I think that maybe what I, I was thinking, that's what I want to create this packages I, I told you about the curve plans where I can include everything. I've been managing in maybe an old school way. Uh, but yeah, I think that people uh, 
don't really understand services you know i think that so you're having a, you're having a hard time charging more because you believe they don't understand what's entail what what those services entail exactly cool i'm i'm going to take a stab at it and my guess is clay and my answer will be similar here but i've been proven wrong on that theory before <laughs> um <clears throat> i i would say you are focusing on the deliverables um the the like tangible right in front of your face thing that you're selling you're selling hosting you're selling a care plan um what what you actually should be selling and what you actually are selling when you sell a care plan you're not selling like backups and uh security patches and whatever it involves in that plan what you're actually selling is that they can sleep at night knowing that their website is secure that they can uh, rest assured during the day that customers can log on and buy things from them on their website, that they don't have to check every 15 minutes to see that their website is up and running well and that people can see it and it's fast, right? So if you you can take a more value-based approach to your pricing and sell it and pitch it and market it that way to your clients, um, what you're selling them when you design them a website is more potential customers, more brand awareness. Like there's all these things that they want that you're selling them that's not actually a website. Does that does that kind of make sense? And so yeah, it's sure. like, yes, the website is how you get there or the care plan is how you get there. But what they're really buying from you is peace of mind, more customers, more revenue, growth in their business, security of their assets, things like that. Okay, that that's a a very good take. Uh, like seeing it from from this side, it's uh, I think it's very important. I really appreciate this insight. Yeah, I I would yeah, that's spot on, uh, Preston. So yeah, you you uh, you are correct in this uh, <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> this time. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I will add <clears throat> is that. The thing you have to think about, and this is just sales psychology, people buy things and this like this is every single thing that is out there for sale and every single thing that people buy, they buy because of one single factor and that is all based off emotion. And so, and there's, and there's, there's, there's different emotions, right? So like, for example... If somebody's selling a, a car at a car a car dealership, they're not selling a car. They're selling the feeling and the happiness of a car, right? Of owning a car. Um, <clears throat> like with Preston, what Preston said with these care plans, you're not selling a care. Let, it is, let me tell you, it's not the client's job to know what hosting is, what, what an SSL certificate is. It's not their job to do that. That is the reason why they hire you or buy from you. However, yeah. whenever it comes to maintenance, you got to think, okay, what are the pain points from a client's perspective? And just like what Preston was saying is that peace of mind that their website is not going to go down, right? And so that is a, the, the emotion there is relief. That is the emotion. That's what you're selling. You're selling relief peace of mind, that kind of thing. And so um, that like a big reason why, like, for example, when I had the age, my agency, one of the things I offered as part of a care plan was unlimited content updates. 
And so it, after a website was launched. And so this is this was completely different versus the the standard norm in in this industry is that once a website's launched, um, a, a web a web professional or an agency will charge hourly for any kind of update that needs to be made after afterwards, right? Well, that you know what emotion that creates um, for the client that creates anxiety, and so why there's anxiety is because clients need to make a change. But the problem is, is that they don't know how long it's going to take because it's hourly and therefore they don't know how much the bill is going to be. And as a result, they never request a change at all. And that's the reason why uh, client, uh, that's a big reason why clients leave one professional and go to another. And so I got rid of that, that pain point. I said unlimited content updates for one flat monthly fee. And so it got rid it, it got it removed that negative emotion and it created a positive emotion of, oh my gosh, I have like this, uh, this, this, uh, uh, relief that I no longer, um, have to worry about how much it's going to cost or when things are going to get done after my website's launched. And so you got to just think about, um, whenever it comes to selling your stuff, don't think about the features that's included. Cause that's where a lot of people go wrong as far as trying to sell their stuff. They like, Oh yeah, my, my, my maintenance care plan includes hosting, includes SSL, includes this, this, like clients don't care about that. They care about how do you fix their, like, like what kind of emotions do they have? How do you fix their pain points? And so think about it that way. Um, And it's really easy to say, you know, web hosting costs a hundred dollars a month. But but peace of mind. What what does peace of mind cost? Like, yep, or what exactly. does yeah. what does you know happiness in, in your business cost? Or what what does a uh, not having to worry a worry free mentality around online your online business like what does that cost? And that you can now see that there's a lot more worth in that. Oh yeah, I think it's uh it's perfect the emotion thing, um it's it's incredible because. Yeah, I tried to explain uh, hosting, um, care plan, and all these technical words that I know, but people maybe will never understand right. and don't want yep. to listen, you know? So, again, this goes uh, to confusion, the... equals, confusion equals no sales. Exactly. So, the emotional thing, it's, I think that's the way to go, man. I really, man, I really thank you for that. You have opened my eyes today, man. You both. <laughs> hey, uh, so if you want to expand on that, I, I do have two books to recommend to you to read. I think every business owner should right. read these. Um, one is Building a Story Brand. That's what it's called, Building a Story okay. Brand. And then the other one is How to Write Copy That Sells. Oh, I have to... oh, Those two books. Okay. I have no affiliation with these books at all. I do not know the authors. They're just... We'll really be sure to link books. those up for listeners in the show notes uh, in your podcast Great. player as well. Well, I really thank you guys for all the advice. And I think that maybe all this conversation will help many other people. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com 
to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya. See ya.